The following marketing information and discussion is provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as professional guidance or consultancy. You should find an agency for that. Comexis is a digital marketing agency, so feel free to hire us. But otherwise, just enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Buyer's Journey by Comexis, a discussion-based podcast on the ever-changing marketing landscape. I'm Matthew McGordy, the social media content producer here at Comexis. I am Len Ward, the managing partner at Comexis. And I'm Josh Lyons, the digital marketing coordinator here at Comexis. So today is Friday, and on Friday we talk about the advocacy stage of The Buyer's Journey. Uh, And the advocacy stage is normally when a customer or client who has gotten your service or product and is happy with it goes out and advocates for your brand, and that can happen on a lot of different places, social media, reviews, stuff like that. Uh, Today we're not exactly talking about the advocacy stage, though certainly since we're talking about Instagram, it definitely does play a part. We're just not gonna be focusing on it as much. Um, But what we're talking about today is Instagram having a test in Canada where they will be hiding public likes. So basically they are going to be doing this test. Canadian Instagram users are going to be given a notification saying, hey, your likes are going to be changing a little bit, and all it's going to be doing is hiding the public like number on an Instagram post. Uh, For those of you who are wondering, yes, when you post something, you will be able to see how many likes it has and who is liking it, but you'll have to count them all individually (laughs) to to find out your grand total. Um, That said, likes are still going to impact how the algorithm ranks a post in the feed, Um, but the idea here was at least as far as Instagram is concerned, was that they wanted to sort of make it less about uh, a popularity contest, less feelings of, I guess, vanity or competition between posters, um, and I guess sort of disincentivize people with making a Finsta account or anything like that. That's a that's a fake Insta account. It's where you post. Let me let's get into a little, you know, let's go into a, let's go into the, the terminology corner. So uh, some people have Instagram accounts where they post the most like ideal, aesthetic, aesthetic like perfect posts. And then they'll have basically a private Instagram account called a Finsta, which is where they post more, um, less perfect, more run of the mill, like less cleaned up images and the idea is like one's more of a public persona and one's more of just a private Instagram account where you can kind of be more of yourself and it's normally only followed by like friends and stuff like that. Anyway, um, the idea was that perhaps if you have people not comparing your like counts so much, you might not need a Finsta as much. Uh, Josh, I, you're like chopping at the bit to, <laughs> to tell me about this. Um, let me let me just do one thing. Go ahead. Um, so this is a quote from an Instagram spokesperson who spoke to TechCrunch. A lot of this is coming from Josh Constant on TechCrunch. It's a, it's a great piece. I'll, I'll link it in the description. Uh, quote, later this week, we're running a test in Canada that removes the total number of likes... <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're good. Later this week, we're running a test in Canada that removes the total number of likes on photos and videos, uh, video views in feed, permalink pages, and profile. We're testing this because we want your followers to focus on the photos and videos you share, not on how many likes you get. Uh, and then obviously, the Canadian users who are in this will, will be told that they're in this test, basically. Josh, throw it down for me. I just don't like it. 
Like, I get it. I understand why they're doing it. The whole, like, we want everyone to be at, like, an equal, like, pace. And, you know, just because one person has 100 likes, it doesn't mean that they feel as bad about themselves as someone posting the same type of picture and they get 5,000 likes. Like, that part, fine. If they want to do it for that reason, so be it. But the when you, when you think of Facebook or you think of Twitter and how things are run, I just think of Instagram as just like, you post pictures and people like it. And people like to see how liked other people's pictures are. So if you're just hiding that, you know, in the example, it shows that, that you can have like your friend, you could see your friends that liked it or one yeah, friend that there, liked it. There's gonna be a bunch of example pictures in the blog description, um, all from TechCrunch. One is a zoom in on the like button and it shows like, people who have liked it, and then there's one that's kind of a, a zoomed out what it'll actually look like in Instagram. Okay, anyway, continue, John. Yeah, so so like right now, you could see that it would say like, liked by, fill in your friend, fill in your friend, and 503 others, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. Now it just says liked by, fill in your friend, and others without a number. Now, what that reminds me of is when they did the jump from picture to video, and on the video, it would tell you the view count rather than the like number, where when I'm looking at, if I'm scrolling and I see a video on Instagram, like, I don't care as much about how many people have viewed it. I would, I like to see how many people, like, enjoy the video, because just like in a, with an ad, you might, <clears throat> you might be scrolling up, you might see a video start, and unless, if it doesn't hook you right away, you're probably gonna scroll right by it, but if I saw that, you know, if it was posted 25 minutes ago and it already had 400 likes on an account that's not as big, I mean, oh, people like actually enjoyed this. Maybe I'll stop and watch it. But you see the viewer count, you go, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So it's the same idea with the pictures where I kind of like seeing the like number because you can tell, you know, how many people enjoyed it. Usually because you follow people, you know who you follow. If, if it's someone that, uh, you know, if it's a friend of yours and they don't have as big of a following because it's more of just them to post personal and you see that it's a bigger like numbers, sometimes it's like it's an important event in their life or, you know, they're announcing something that, that's special and you want to see it. Yeah. Uh, now, by not having that like number, you just don't know. It just could just be any random post of Mary taking a selfie at at like the Grand Canyon. So it just, I mean, it is just, it a I cool picture, John? Yeah, it's, it probably Thank is a cool you. picture. I, I just, I don't know. I I get why they're doing it. It just seems like, like let people just have, like people like to see their number and they like to, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use? They're trying to flaunt their number count because that's just sort of how Instagram is and that's just how people think now on social media, especially on Instagram. So I don't know, it's, I get why they're doing it. I think it's still kind of dumb. Um, and then when you shift to the business side of it, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I have, I have a couple questions I want to ask. You okay, fine. Fine. So, <laughs> so do you think that the as somebody who who is on Twitter a lot, right? Yeah. And you obviously you are a up and coming sports influencer, Josh Lyons. Oh, thank um, you. How? Do you think does does the clout and the number and the interaction numbers you see on Twitter two questions affect the content you create? Mm -hmm. I'm guessing yes, but yes. we'll get there. Um, and do, do you ever feel bad when a tweet that you thought would be really good doesn't do numbers? First, to answer your first question, yes, the the content does matter by yeah, the, the interaction number. I assumed, yeah. Um, because obviously you, you post something and if it does well, you go, oh, I can do that again yeah. on another scale. That's just common sense. 
The set, so for your second question, it's more, you know, you might think of something, you think it's going to do well, you think, you know, with the power of Twitter, you can get a bunch of retweets and it, it spurts out everywhere. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And your question was, D how does, does it feel when it doesn't How does happen? it feel? Yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't ma it doesn't matter that much. So now I have another question for okay. you. Okay. When you see another account uh -huh. doing numbers on a tweet, uh huh, and how do you feel about that? I like, mean, like let's say let's right, say it's a competitor like, of some kind. So so if it's a competitor doing the same type of content or or just a content, let's, let's go with let's just go with like the same type of content. So let's if say it's, they're both they're also a sports thing. So if it's the same type of content or a similar type of content and they're doing numbers and and I'm not or we're not whatever, does it feel bad, Josh? It doesn't feel bad. It just makes me want to shift. It's, it's like okay, this is working. How can we do better? Or the, this is appealing to the same demographic or the same group of people that we follow. How can we make it better? And I and it's the same idea with Instagram. So it it's. I just wonder if if because Instagram is such a a more visual medium than Twitter is. Twitter is a visual medium. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Instagram, like, it is unavoidable. Like, mm -hmm. most people see the images before they see the text. Right. In Twitter, you're normally seeing the text before you see the image, with some exception. Right. Um, I wonder if, if there is, if there, if they have a valid mental, like, health concern of hiding these numbers will stop people from feeling as bad about posting things. I don't know. The problem is half these likes and half these things you get are... They're like bots. They're fake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... Back in the day, this all started with a company called Mechanical Turk. Way back. Mechanical Turk, you go in and there was college students. You would basically, for every time they gave you a like, there was a way you could track and you get like an eighth of a cent. They're sitting there doing this all... And you could rack up 20, 30 bucks a day, which is all you need. Right. College about 10 years ago, maybe, I guess it's about that. Then you would go to all Fiverr, everything. We guarantee your post gets, now you, you know what, I mean, 50,000 I mean, 50, likes. I tell my kids all the time because they follow the influencers on Instagram and everything else, and I'm like, you got to understand, 95% of these people, it's not real. The same with, with what you do for sports and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Oh, my God, a guy put out a story about Ben Simmons. I got, it's fake. It's, it's, you yeah. know what I mean? So I think you have to look through it. So maybe there is a mental thing. I think, isn't, is it mental awareness week this or mental, mental awareness month? I don't know. It might be. It might be. So if that it might, is, but how coincidental. That, it, might, it might be a plan because I think this is one of the things I say, you know, and speaking candidly, I say to my wife all the time, our kids are, are raised in an environment even you guys, mm -hmm. way more difficult than what we grew up in. I am not going to be the guy telling you about the 50 miles I walked. You guys right. are in an environment right now that is very difficult. What you're seeing or what you're thinking is not really happening out there. And it's become a, a, a status symbol of how many likes I got, it, what this person looks like, and what that person's doing on a Saturday night. And the reality is nobody's doing They're sitting in their house on a Saturday night. Right. They may, but you know what I mean? And I feel bad for this generation. And maybe this is Instagram's way to combat somebody that I look at and you know, I don't want my kids or other kids or anybody else feeling bad about themselves because of what social media is putting out there. So social media is a great vehicle and maybe this is Instagram's way to say, hey, look, we're gonna try to hide it and see what happens. Right. And we'll let real stories matriculate all the way up to the top. It, it seems like the, the reason why it's interesting when you're trying to compare me with Twitter, with, with Instagram is I'm not really, when I, when I tweet and when I tweet on like my my account with with the Sixers and stuff, it's not about like saying like 
this is me, this is what I am, this is what I do. It's more of just about like the authenticity of like just creating fun, engaging content. While on Instagram, it tends to be, hey, look at me, this is what I'm doing. Look at me having a great time where, I think that's fair. so it, it's, it's a different approach where on Instagram, you're sort of promoting yourself while on Twitter, you're Twitter's more of a newsfeed, you are exactly. right. And that's kind of going on what I was saying. I think it's more, you're seeing these high school kids who have a million followers and everything, whatever it may be on yeah. Instagram, and then they get a million likes per post when it's like, you know, and then- It's just a like. It's a like, and then your kid, will, your kid will put something up, they get 15 likes, oh, well, I'm a loser. But you're not a loser, I mean, it's, it's yeah, you it's get a million doesn't mean, you know, and that's, and I think it's funny because we had a client a long time ago and one of the issues that they faced were was an increase with kids with anxiety and kids going to certain types of facilities to try to get help, and one of the major culprits was they just didn't feel as if they added up to social media, you know? So maybe be interested to find out what is this month? We should find out if this is mental. Yeah, I think it just is something depression month or something. I think I've been skewed into now agreeing that I like the what Instagram's doing, but if they do it on Twitter, I will go <laughs> oh, on yeah. a rant I and actually agree we'll with burn you about that. them to the ground. <laughs> um, the, the one thing I will say is they've made changes kind of in the same vein in the past. So for example, the introduction of Instagram stories while obviously it was copying off of Snapchat, they did argue that having something that's not permanent that only lasts 24 hours might actually make it so that you're more willing to post less polished content in the sense of like, you could just post a behind the scenes video that's not super well done and you're still giving that authenticity right. that you might feel you can't on regular posts, which I think is fair. May is mental health awareness. Mental health awareness. There you month. go. There so you go. It would make a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I, and I think if that is one of the major reasons why they're doing, I think it's a really, really good, I think it's a really, really good thing to, to for Instagram to be doing. I think other people should, places like, you know, other types of social media platforms should consider falling in line with that. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing. One final thing I want to mention, as, as Josh brought up before, before we got on uh, the, the, the bigger conversation about m mental health and things like, and clout and things like that. Um, influencers often get discovered for paid promotions by how many likes they have. Also, they get promotions because of how many likes and interactions they have, right? Um, and obviously, you're still going to be able to get the, theoretically, going to still be able to get the numbers on the back end. Um, right now in the test, you have to count them yourself. I would be shocked if they rolled this out and they did not make a back end where you could see the number of likes you got. Um, so the question now is, how, how do you think this will affect influencer marketing when you can't see just how popular a post is when a lot of these influencers kind of, I don't want to say they, they build their, um, they build their strategy around that, but they're like numbers obviously influence how much they get paid, who's willing to pay them, et cetera, et cetera. It's everything. So, I mean, you know, the question I haven't read, but Rand Fiskin, who was the founder of uh, SEO Moz, turned to Moz, and now as I've mentioned before, is, is the new product called Spark Toro, if I'm correct. And Spark Toro goes through Twitter feeds, Instagram feeds, and identifies for influential marketers who's real and who's not real. So a company like us would use SparkToro to say, okay, are we gonna use this influential marker to advertise? Because we are absolutely, I would say eight out of 10 clients right now that contact us are absolutely asking about influential marketing. It's not something we're involved in at this moment. We can help out a little bit, but I know in 2020 it's gonna be a push. That's a very interesting metric. How are you gonna have access to the back end to find out 
you know, if we have a mom blogger or somebody's talking about automotive, like, you know, we're going to put money behind them. We don't know how accurate it is if we can't see the likes. Right. So, and I'd be interested if that sparked Toro, how does that aggregate and crawl these things to identify what's real, what's not real? Yeah. And, and the other thing that I, that I've noticed that sort of plays into this is you have influencers going in and comment, going into the comment section of other, other influencers or other companies to sort of just like throw themselves there. And I've noticed, I don't know like how the algorithm works completely, but if, if there's like a top, if you have like, if you have a big following, you get a lot of likes, you have a lot of followers. If let's say like Kim Kardashian, like post an, an Instagram post and a, a big influencer comments on it, their comment pops up on like at the top or on like before you click in to get more information. So for those type of influencers, how do they, how do you know what posts to comment into if you don't know how they're like, how well, that, al that algorithm has to arrive. You're asking that. So if, if Kim Kardashian puts something up and Kanye West comes in and makes a comment about mm -hmm. it, he's going to rank higher. My guess is because of the algorithm's got to be a, a, a combination of the interaction between the two before right. and secondly, based upon followers. So if somebody makes a, if, if Kim Kardashian has a million followers on what she has, and Kanye has a million followers, he's gonna sit up top on the comment section just for the simple fact that they would, Instagram would look at those two as they have the most followers yeah. and bring in the most traffic. That's that's my guess. Right, but even even like the, the, the middle tier like influencer that might have like 500,000 followers, mm -hmm. they'll pop up, they have no correlation to to the post or whatever, they just pipe, write something. Maybe it's just like a quick like laughing emoji because they're doing something stupid and they think it's funny. It's based upon it pure just, followers. It just then. pops up and then and then I've done it plenty of times where I see like, oh, like I don't know who this is, but why are they populating on my Instagram feed? I'll click into it, boom, I'm on their page and I'm seeing what they're doing and who they're promoting. It's gotta be it's gotta be numbers game and interest to you or yeah. something like that. So it, there, it was, there's no way it's anything other than And that. it's also comment spam. It's old school, right. it's old school exactly. comment spam. That's yeah. what they're doing. So. Yeah, but that, that's my point where if you don't know the amount of likes that people are getting on their posts, how do you know where to comment spam? Yeah. Because you don't know where they are. Just don't. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> um, so, so Instagram, an Instagram spokesperson told TechCrunch that they're still in the exploratory stages. Obviously, this is just a, a test that they're doing. Um, but they're definitely thinking through ways to tell how to sort of communicate value to brand partners and, and things like that um, for influencers. So we'll have to see what happens with that. I'm really interested in, in seeing how this uh, this test ends up. So hopefully... Uh, Hopefully it ends up going pretty well because I, I kind of like the idea. It's good. You know, this is really stupid, offbeat, food for thought. But it's amazing how you talk about Facebook and Instagram and then you talk about YouTube and Google. And it's amazing in the next three years how the this, this script is going to be flipped. You will talk about Instagram before you talk about Facebook and you will talk about YouTube before you talk about Google. It's amazing that those two own the properties. And you think the fight's between Google and Facebook for ad dollars, but the real fight, the real war, the winner's coming war, is Instagram and YouTube. That's that's just thinking all the way out three years out. I'm like, it's funny how we talk now. And in three years, if we're doing this podcast or somebody else's, uh, those are the two that are going to take priority. Just food for thought. Yeah. Well, that's all for today's episode of The Buyer's Journey. Check us out on Comexus.com, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And please follow us on Twitter at Buyer's underscore Journey. Thanks for listening.